This is season number 19 of Bass Talk Live with Matt Pangrak. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Aptco, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. Hit him with the hook, Jeffries. PTL, coming at you! Good evening. And welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing. And yes, we are live on location. I want to say you fall Oklahoma, but it's not <laughs> technically you fall, is it? It's you fall Alabama. Well, we're over here in, in Georgia, but it's actually you fall Alabama. Yeah, because you fall Oklahoma is where we have a tournament later. Bassmaster Opens goes to both you fall Alabama and you follow Oklahoma this year. But we are in Eufaula, Alabama with Scott Montgomery, VP of Big Bite Baits. We are at the Big Bite Baits headquarters and the factory where you pour, package, and distribute, right? That's correct. Absolutely everything is done here. If you guys haven't had a chance, if you go back about a year and a half on Bradley Hallman's YouTube channel, uh, he we, we came in here, we sat actually at this very table uh, when the BFE, the best flipper ever, was uh, developed. And there's a really cool walkthrough of uh, the Big Bite Baits factory, the stuff that we could actually show, because you have some proprietary stuff here because you guys pour a lot of plastics here. That's, that's how much, How much? Scott, how, many, how much plastic, like, goes through this thing? Like, do you have, is that public information? Like, how many pounds of, like, plastic baits would you say you make in a given year in this little compound here i would say not on pounds but i could say we could sometimes make up to four hundred thousand lures a day wait four hundred thousand a, lures a, day. a day yes correct. so that's like pieces of that's correct. plastic you guys also pour lead heads we we pour the lead and stuff in another factory we have in guatemala okay but uh four hundred thousand here wow uh, so that includes Big Bite, and then it's also the home of B&J Plastics, which I yeah. guess is the parent company. B&J is actually owned by my, my father and my mother, Dennis and Joyce, and they are actually the ones that own the manufacturing facility. Big Bite actually contracts through them to get the lures made, you know, for Big Bite baits. Uh, so if you guys have are listening to this, have, have ever bass fished, you have thrown a piece of plastic that has come out of this most right likely. <laughs> not most likely you have I mean, is there anybody i mean it wouldn't unless unless you just I mean, there's a lot of plastic that comes through here that that people uh that people have grown up using there there really is it's how many years ago did your dad start it uh, about 26 years ago 26 years and then uh if if this room kind of looks familiar this is also where where coach he's retired now right but he yeah. still comes in and does stuff once a week That's right. with Brandon Ray. Uh, so Brandon works for Big Bite. This is Scott. So we're going to talk to you. We, we actually have some really cool stuff here, folks, like some really cool stuff that we're going to get into the industry side of, of how it goes down. You have to get out of here in a couple of minutes. You put in a long day of work. You got family at home that you got to take care of. But I wanted right. to have you jump on. Um, so we're going to jump 
right into it then. Uh, this is this is probably one of your well, besides the BFE, one of your biggest <laughs> hits over the last was this four years old now? Yeah, the swim on has been a very, very, very good hit for us, and um, we we hit the market right with it at the right time when the chatterbait really took off, and we wanted to build something that would, you know, since we're a plastic company, that we would have something that would work with that with that lure, and we we think we we landed on it right with this lure. All right, can we do this in ten minutes? Can we go from concept to package in five or 10 minutes in a truncated version, because I think that there's a lot of stuff in there that people don't realize what it takes. And there's not very many people actually do. And you specialize in that. It takes a long time to develop a lure. I mean, you start out with an idea, me or, or one of the pros or whoever yourself, um, you just start out with an idea. You keep working with it. You try to, I personally try to get it on paper to kind of draw it up somewhat the way I think it needs to be. Then you really, once you get that idea in your head, you really start trying to put the measurements on paper as well, um, kind of like what we do with the BFE. Okay, so yeah. like the graph paper where you're like, hey, this is this is how big we want the bait. This is what it's going to look like. That's correct. And it's still a drawing at that point. Still a drawing, and you get you want to get that drawing as close to what you want as possible because. The next step after the drawing is basically what they call a single cavity prototype, and these are not cheap. You have you have a lot of design work that goes into it for programming and all for the CNC. Oh, so you take the drawing and you put it into the computer. You have somebody design your drawing, so they lay out what you got on paper. They have to lay out in the CAD drawing. What did how did they do that twenty years ago without computers? <laughs> 20 years ago, you just sat down with an old machine by hand and did it by hand. You you made this by hand? Back in the day is what you had to do with a tracing machine. Explain that one. It's basically, you would, you you had a, it's hard to, you've got a, like a little deal here and, a, and an arm here and you're moving this one and it's making what you're drawing here is making it bigger. Over oh, here. I see what you're saying. So you have, it's like the same thing. So you're like following the design yeah. of the bait, but then it's like Correct. over on the other side and it's, it's copying it's, it's, it exactly. Cutting it, yeah. So you have right. to be, you have to be fairly steady handed. Yeah. You, and you said you stood there all day long doing that. How long would it take to make a single cavity mold? Then? It would take a long time back in the day. And then you go like that and you're screwed. Yep. <laughs> I would not be good at that. But now, but nowadays, you know, everything's CNC. Um, so you've got two concepts. You got a guy that's got to know how to design it, okay, or program it, and then you got to have a guy that knows how to actually use the CNC machine to actually cut the part. So there's very few people out there who can do both. But a lot of a lot of guys can. But I'm just saying, a lot of people are very good at the design part, and other people are good at the machine part. One of the things that I was amazed with when we, when Brad and I were in here and you went through, you guys had like a 30 or 40 minute discussion on like hundreds of inches, like centimeters. Like, do you want this millimeters, actually millimeters, I think, as far as like plastic thickness and how big you wanted the ribs and how far, like every single minute detail has to be written or drawn out and then put into the program to make. And, and then you just have one of these, right, when yes. it comes out. 
So is this the first one? Is this the swim on? No, that's actually like rev five. It took us five different revs. What's a rev? Basically revision. Okay. Of trying to get like say we would we would make the part and it would come in a little bit small smaller than what we wanted or didn't have the action in the tail or whatever. So every time every time you actually made one of these, you played with it in the swimming pool or the lake or whatever. And you went back and you like in your mind, you, this is what I got to do to fix this. I got to do to change this. I got to make this bigger. I gotta, so know. then you have to do a completely new one. Of this. A new one. So that's why you want it as close as you can get it before you ever start. Because just one of these, a single prototype, can cost you $250 more. And then, so this is the swim on, but you can see, I mean, that thing fits. That's what it comes out of. That's right. So this thing then closes like that so basically you have this and then you shoot it into that that's correct and then you're like okay we gotta see it so yeah. then when you're ready to go test it you're pouring them so it's at one point when you were pouring these like you're pouring them and then you're like hey these are the only 20 of these in existence that's correct that's pretty cool and then you're taking them to your like i said you're swimming pool or your lake and you're really looking to see and if it's doing what you wanted it to you know you're really you really got to be a fisherman to to take it to the next level as well. You got to know what the fishermen want. You got to know what they're thinking, what the lure should do. So, and that's kind of where you come in because you're a really freaking good fisherman. <laughs> I used to be. No, you still are. I mean, you don't just not become a fish. You just have been busy in the in that's, the office lately. That's, but that's so that's got to be satisfying. I mean, have you done this where you're like, all right, no one else on earth has this bait, you pour it, you've got a Ziploc bag full of them, you go right out here to Lake Ufala, and you're like, dude, I'm the first person to have ever caught a fish on this. Yeah, but I, that's been great, and also I've had a time or two where I just, I thought, well, man, I'll just keep this to myself. What's the, what's the, <laughs> the, the best bait in the big, big bite lineup, would you say, that you have a story of where you were the first one where you were like, dude, this is going to play? The fighting frog. Really? You have the first fighting frogs. Oh yeah, and uh, it's still a player to this day. So, the fighting frog was probably one of the best lures I think we ever designed for big bite baits, and uh, it's still, it's still one of the fish catchingest baits that we've got. So, so this is kind of where your pro staff comes in, because I mean I'm looking up there and I see Dean Rojas on the me cover. And, me and Dean worked tremendously long hours on this project right here. I mean, we really, I mean, I couldn't tell you how long we've worked because I mean, we, we both had ideas for it. He, he had the idea of basically the shape and the cutouts and everything else. But then I had to actually have the idea of making everything come together and work. So, so if I, if I'm correct on this, this is where it gets complex because Dean wanted a bait that he could build around was it a four-aught Gamagatsu EWG? That's correct. Because he uses EWG hooks. And he also wanted a bait that had no plastic when you set the hook. So it was correct. basically like setting the hook. But he also wanted it like a beefy flipping bait, yep. which is a contradiction. And then on top of that, he wanted it to swim really nice and subtle in the water. So, so on this then, so that was your job then to figure out the slits on the side that would comp that would that would compact on a hook set the the slit on the belly, and then the hook pad on the top. So really, like how much plastic is actually there when you when you 
just that the little part that you're going to that's got to be like what a 64th of an inch i don't remember off the top of my head now but it's you know we kept cutting it down to where we got it to where he liked it so how long was this process are we talking like years that one almost that one took probably four months to design from start to finish oh that's not that long it's not that long but you know at the time you know it was a lot of uh, work went into that four months on that thing. Yeah, so. but are, aren't you guys able to do it quicker too because you have everything right here and you're not oh, having yes. to send it out and That's bring it right. back. So as soon as you've got this, you just yeah. go back there and That's right. shoot it out and in then, five minutes from the lake. And then I've took times where I'll take, you know, this and actually we have an actual machine shop ourselves. So I'll take this and like if something's not deep enough, I'll cut it a little deeper or whatever, and then try it again. So you'll actually go in there with it. Yeah, it won't look as as professional mm -hmm. as a CNC, but then I can get the idea. What's hey, a this is CNC? CNC machine. Okay, that's the machine that they use. Yeah. I ask dumb questions that I don't <laughs> know about. So, so, but yeah, you can do a lot with with a prototype and start, you know, going from okay, what would make this this lure kick better? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you can see, like on the fighting frog, we made the legs have a little bit more weight out towards the end, mm -hmm. and that's what helps them kick in the water as you move through the water. So, all right, so here's uh, let's wrap this up real quick, and then I have one question, one more question for you, and I'll let you get out of here. So, then you've got let's say you have this, and you're like, dude, this is it, it's the nuts, we got it, we're ready to, we're ready to show the world. That's right. That's when you have to spend some money then, right? That's correct. That's when you you really have to know that that lure is what you want because you're fixing to spend anywhere from six to $8,000 on a mold that can produce a lot of baits at one time. And it's your, I mean, it comes down to you being, do it. Yep. That's have you right. ever done it where you do the whole thing and then you find out that it's not what you wanted and you've had to scrap? Like, what is this? So, can we even lift it? Can we lift that up just a little bit? So... It goes from that one to this one. How many does this make? Probably twenty-eight or twenty-four in here. Twenty-eight or twenty-four. So how many of these will you will you have then? Just one. So that's it. So all of the all all of the swim-ons that come out of big bite come out twenty-four at a time. Correct. And basically, I didn't realize that. I thought you had like hundreds of these things. No, I've got one mole and we run the machine 24 hours a day around the clock. Is this the machine? No, this, this is, is just the mold. Or, I mean, is this the mold? This is the mold. So this bait came out of this mold? That's correct. Every, so if you own a swim-on, it came out of this mold? Correct. The last one that was run was black and blue, <laughs> right? Probably. That's no, freaking it was cool. actually, actually hematoma. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not realize that. Yep. So all of the designs, you have one. That's right. Did not realize that. Now, if I have a design that's I can't keep up with, I have built, you know, another mold where I can keep up with production. But with our factory that my my parents have here, the way we run things, I mean, this this one mold mold right here will produce about fifteen to twenty thousand lures in a twenty four hour period. So, if not more. So it's shooting in there. And then, so, I mean, it's burning and turning. Yes. And that's where you have someone that's on the floor working for you that's pulling it out with the core on it, popping them out, shooting it back in, popping it out. So, I mean, it's... It's, it's quick. It's about every minute and a half. So, like, right now, 
as we speak, apparently no one is running. There's no swim ons running. <laughs> it's, not, it's not running at this moment, but uh, we uh, we're stocked up on them at at this time. So I did not realize that. As well as this bait sales, I'm sure it'll be back on in another week or so. All right, uh, we're doing the podcast, doing the show on BTL. I'd say three, four times a month, I get people that message me. Hey, I have the idea for the next million dollar soft plastic. I mean, dude, I bet you've heard everything under the sun yeah, possibility. Believe it or not, you'll get one or two phone calls a week. Somebody basically has got the new best lure ever. Yeah. You know? And every now and then, somebody will bring you something it's pretty that you want to listen to again, you know. Hey, man, maybe maybe I need to talk to you about that. But majority of everything we have has been designed by me, my father, or the pro staff that we have on staff. Now, there's a couple items to swim on, and the um, kamikaze, kamikaze crawl. Me and a friend of mine kind of went together. He come up with a kamikaze crawl, and it was a great design. So we worked with him through it. And then actually we built the swim on off of the kamikaze crawl. I told him what I wanted the body to look like and we used the same kind of uh, tail that he had on the kamikaze crawl that had the holes punched in it and all and it worked well. So it, Which that is what when the water goes through the tails on the swim on, that is what allows the tail to swim unlike any other bladed jig because of water display if you ever yeah. notice like on a if you use a paddle tail why the paddle tail doesn't do 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 it's because of water displacement on the head or around the bait correct uh, yep. and these holes then counteract that which is why that tail goes like that because water is pushing through those holes now it also is about every 50th cast that your <laughs> your, your hook's gonna chatterbait get hook gets caught in there but it's well worth it it's well, worth well with that smaller one it doesn't do it anymore that's right but anyway, uh, so if someone has if someone has the next best greatest idea, what do they need to do? They, you know, if they got if they got the greatest idea, yeah. they need to actually look at patenting themselves before they take it to anybody, even their best friend or whatever. If they've got the best thing ever that's going to change the industry, first thing they need to do is get it to a like patent. like Ron A. Davis with the bladed <laughs> with the chatterbait. Yeah. So you know. I'm not saying that, you know, somebody's going to steal your idea, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying that cover your cover your own self first. But yeah. then if you're going to come to a lure company like us or whatever, I mean, a lot of people will bring it here, but they want you to sign something saying, you know, a non-disclosure or whatever. But most people in the industry are not going to sign anything because of the fact they've already seen everything. Yeah. Do you think there's something out there in the soft plastic market that ha that has not been developed that that is a i'm going to use the word and i hate using the word game changer <laughs> i really think there is because if, really? if you look back you know when from being in the industry so long yeah you know, we went from straight tail worms to curl tail worms to curl tail grubs to all this stuff that changed and then all of a sudden somebody comes out with this thing that looks like a, a sharpie marker marker yeah you know, it, it really, you know, it changed the fishing industry, which is, you know, like a stick bait or something. So something simple is still out there, believe it or not, that's going to change the industry. Something very Yeah, simple. I guess there was. There had to because, be a first Because we're all, we're all going crazy with all these different shapes now. 
but I guarantee you something will come back that's so simple that we've all looked at in our head, you know, and it's just going to change the way everybody fishes again. So, Dude, you got to get back on the water, man. You're too to. good to not I, fish. I like you're, you're a bit of a legend here. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I mean you are. We're crazy not. I mean you are. Absolutely. You're one of the. Uh, you're one of the. You follow OGs. I used to be able to catch them pretty good. You but. still catch them, didn't you? Just um, like didn't you just almost win or win a Toyota just like two years ago or last year or something? No, I think I finished in. The, I was in the top ten, but I didn't. You know, I I probably could have done better that day, but I decided to back off. When you when you own your home pond and you come out from under the bridge and there's 60 local people follow you to your holes and you know you don't think you can win you know you just kind of there's no sense you <laughs> so you you literally backed off and didn't want to burn some of your I juice. did because the guy ahead of me had so much weight that I didn't think I could catch him that's and I was smart. like well I, but then I look back now and I go man maybe, maybe I should have burned it down you know yeah but now so. you still got your spots i remember when christy won the flw tour on grand in 2013 i was covering that tournament and uh it, he he won by a lot and knew he was going to win by a lot going into it and he said that him and his his uncles had fished this one stretch for 20 plus years and that he had not fished it in nickels and not fished it in big team tournaments and had literally given up Ten to twenty thousand dollar tournaments because he didn't want to see anyone there, and he said, "Dude, if I'm going to burn it down, I might as well burn it down for a hundred grand." That's right. <laughs> and, and he burned it down for a hundred grand. That's right. So, I'm going to let you get out of here. Thank you very much. That was interesting stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Thank we are you. at the Big Bite Bait headquarters, Bassmaster Open going down on Lake Eufaula in Alabama. Uh, this week, the tournament actually starts on Thursday. Uh, all of the Open EQ guys, uh, we have like a meeting, and I think they're going to take pictures of our boats and all that stuff on Wednesday. Uh, I got off the water. just It was blowing like 20 miles an hour today. It was a pain in the butt. Uh, we'll have a recap of that Open show too. But uh, live from the Big Bite Baits headquarters, and you follow Alabama, uh, Brandon Roy Ray Ray. Dang it! See, here's no the problem. Words. I know I know everybody by their first name, so it's just <laughs> everything. Like in my phone, it says Brandon Big Bite. No worries. All right, we're gonna come in and talk about some of the new stuff that uh, Big Bite has come out with, and then uh, some of the challenges and some of the things. Uh, that Big Bite is working on in the future and maybe see what else we can show around here. So sure. it's BTL on location from Big Bite Baits. We'll be back right after this. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. Great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, 
super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the cliffhanger worm and the ram tail craw. Great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year. Catches fish all over the country and I think it's going to catch fish for people everywhere you try it. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro is coming out with a handful of new colors including Pearl Shad which has this bleached out white look but it's got this pearlescent really really pretty. We've got Copper Shad which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back really really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the Matte Sexy Shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you want to give them a little different look, that Matte Sexy Shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and the MD. All right, welcome back. We are on location in Eufaula, Alabama, on the shores of Lake Eufaula, the Big Bite Baits headquarters, also the headquarters for D&J Plastics. Really, a, uh, I got to walk through the place a couple years ago when, like I said, we came with Brad, and it is a historic plastic manufacturing company uh, who make, they make a, a lot of plastics for a lot of companies uh, in the industry. Uh, including uh, including Big Bite Baits and Brandon, thanks for jumping on beach. Thanks for staying late too, because you're yeah, man, you're you're off of work now. So <laughs> I mean, there's no one else in the in the office here. So I was a little messed up because I wasn't sure whether to do five or six, and then uh, and then I was like, well, we'll do five. But I thought we were in Eastern time, so we are in Eastern time. But you guys go by Central time. If that could get any more confusing, absolutely. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in Georgia, but I guess because you follow is the bigger community, we run off of Alabama time or central time. Yeah. So, uh, so how, how long have you been with Big Bite now? You've been with Big Bite, what, a couple years? Yeah, about two years. About two years. Yeah. And uh, how did you get into the industry? How did you get a job with Big Bite? Well, I guess so. As far as the industry goes, like a lot of people, I mean, I was raised, you know, fishing, fishing tournaments and you follow is my home lake. I grew up probably 30 minutes up the road from here okay. and been fishing down here. My dad, he's fished for, you know, probably 30 years competitively. So okay. I've been kind of so born grew into up it. on the yeah. way. And, you know, the gentleman just left my, my boss, technically Scott, he was one of the guys that I grew up competing against. And my dad, you know, was, I guess the generation before him. Yeah. So I've basically known Scott my whole life and, you know, went to got a degree and wanted to kind of do something you know centered towards the fishing industry that i enjoyed and uh, they basically raised me you know something that i could be around that i like doing so this just felt like a good place for me to do it and you know the time timing seemed to be right where they were needing somebody i kind of filled in for the rather large shoes of the coach and you know his day-to-day -day that he's not a part of all the time anymore does he so. literally just roll in and do the coaches show and Wait, guys, hey, what's up, bro? Take care of stuff he does it, then heads out and enjoys retirement. Basically, and I mean, if you know less, if anybody that does know the coach, I mean, that's not, he doesn't have to get tuned up for that. I mean, yeah. that, he, he walks in the door, 
He's like that. Oh, he's he wakes up in go. the morning and he's like that when he goes to bed. And he's going to be like that tomorrow. You know? Yeah, he, so. he is 100 percent ready to go. Uh, one of the things I want to get into before we get into, I mean, you've got uh, all sorts of different plastics and stuff here. Is you're kind of responsible for the big bite baits uh, protein. True. Uh, you know, you had a lot. You have guys that are competing uh, all the way from. BFL and club tournament levels all the way up to the Bass Pro Tour, the Tackle Warehouse Invitationals, the Bassmaster Elite Series, yep. uh, Bassmaster Opens, which is what we have going on here. Uh, on like a, a daily or weekly basis, how often do you talk to, to some of the guys and like what? So like my like a like a Dean Rojas or a Drew Cook or a Cliff Perch or something like that, like how much plastic do those guys actually go through like that? Like we're just, we'll just have a conversation about that. Cause I've always been curious. Cause you know, I, I I'm on the, the big by base pro set. They sponsor uh, BTL and my, my opens. Sure. But I'm always like, Hey man, I need, can I get like six packs of those? And I'm like, that's a lot. But then sometimes less would just send a gallon bag full of the stuff. But like in reality, how much do the top level pros go through? Just between me and you here. Well, I guess it depends. You know, some guys, they're they're just notorious for really keeping it very simple. Okay, you who's know? the simplest? To me, one of the guys that really stands out in the list says this also is Cliff Perch. Yeah, he, he seems simple. He's one of the guys that for years, it was anything he ordered was like a green pumpkin or just straight black. I mean, you know, just real basic, basic colors. You know, neutral colors. Okay. And, you know, then... Me and Les have talked about it, and maybe one of the guys that orders the most has been guys maybe like Dean Rojas. Is it true? I have heard that Dean's big bite order comes on a pallet. It has happened before, actually, <laughs> where you can't. There's there's too many boxes to just send individually. But like I said, I mean, Scott was on and he talked yeah. about it. That's super valuable when you have top level pros. I, mean, I see Drew Cook with the Elite Series and now I'm looking around at all the different pros that you have on the wall. So sure. that's super valuable to a company when you have a new plastic. Like right now I would imagine a win on the cliffhanger worm would be sure. clutch, right? Absolutely. No, no doubt. The the sensation line has been one that was developed, you know, and pretty much every shape in that lineup had pro inspiration on it. So mm -hmm. it's definitely a valuable asset. Dean Drew uh but you have contact with the guys pretty much every day or, or pretty somewhere? regular. I mean, it, you know, it varies. I mean, in addition to all of the guys at the top level, I mean, there's, I would say roughly, roughly 150 guys at the, you know, regional levels. And you're in charge of all those guys. Right, too. Right. So, okay. What makes, let's do this. In your opinion, you deal with these guys on a daily basis. What makes a good top level pro? Well, I mean, as far as communication with a sponsor like a, like Big Bite Bates, because I mean, this is your job dealing with sure. these guys and not like individual names, but just what are some things that you look for that everyone in the office is like, man, we really like how that guy conducts his business. What are some of those qualities? Well, I mean, you know, guys, definitely your performance on the water is one of the things that you everybody wants to see, see you out there and your brand is grown and strengthened by your tournament success. So that's one of the big deals. Also, the, you know, your availability to go to either this function or this seminar or, you know, this big expo or something like that. I mean, I know you guys get pulled a thousand different directions, but, you know, what we're looking at is how you're constantly helping to grow the brand. Okay. Um, and then communication. I think that uh, 
you know, just staying in touch with us regularly, like, hey, what's going on? What things are you guys, you know, promoting now? I mean, you know, everything, it's definitely a seasonal deal. I mean, seasonal techniques, the things that work in the wintertime are not going to work in the spring. They're not going to work in the summer. So, I mean, you know, it's just kind of every, you know, everybody, everybody loves to throw a, a BFE. Everybody loves to throw a fighting frog, but, you know, you have to, as a, you know, on the business side of things, techniques that might not be the first rod you pick up, they are for another guy. Mm-hmm. So you want to see those guys getting that same big bite also makes this too, you know, all the time. It's all about being at the top of somebody's brain when it's time for them to purchase something. And it's a pro's job to not only help us develop baits, to, but also help us develop customers in that sense too. Yeah. That makes sense to let the general public know what the options are out there sure. and educate too. So then let's go down to the, uh, pro staff level, your guys who are doing this on the weekend, uh, but are still affiliated with Big Bite, I'm assuming get a get a percentage off. What makes a good you said you got about 150 of those guys. Roughly. What makes a what makes a good I don't want to use the term lower level, but like a good pro staff guy who's not a full time professional sure. fisherman that adds value to your brand that you're looking for? Well, you know, it's really a lot of those same things. And one of the deals it, that really I, I can feel like is just the greatest example is Drew Cook. Okay. So a few years ago, when Drew was first, you know, getting into mm-hmm. the national tournament level scene, he was looking for sponsors, you know, naturally. And one of the plastic that he wanted to throw was a fighting frog. You know, that was his bait. And so he approached Coach, you know, a few years ago and was like, hey, I love you guys' product. You know, let me be on your, your pro staff or your field staff, you know, at least just, you know, I just want a chance. And obviously you've seen where that's gone. I mean, you know, he's one <laughs> of our, you know, correct. He, he definitely capitalized, but you know, those same characteristics of he did very well in tournaments. Mm-hmm. He's very approachable. I mean, I know when I first met Drew, that was one of the things that stood out. I mean, and lots of you guys are the same way, you know, never meets a stranger. You know, if somebody comes up and wants to talk fishing or talk anything, he was, he was always there to do that, you know, and talk about any, anything he could share. He did made you feel like you were, his best friend, you know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's how everybody wants to feel and get to know you guys. So, you know, doing that and then just, whereas like the guys that fish the national level, they, you have a voice to speak to a lot more people at once, but the guys at the regional level, they're able to really drill down to those specific techniques or those little nuances and push, you know, you know, specific products or colors or techniques that way. So that's kind of where okay. it differs just a little bit. You want to get into some baits? Sure. All right. We have a table full of baits here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pan it around just to show what we're dealing with in the in the office here. But there is a wall of all of the big bite baits. Is that pretty much every bait that you can put in a package right there? So that basically is a lot of our newer stuff. So you know, okay. stuff that's come out or more popular baits is kind of what's up there. All right. So let's get into uh, let's get into some of them. This was one that you pulled out of the out of the package here, and that is, uh, did I feel like this is this was all the all the rage a couple years ago, and it's kind of quieted down on the line through. But but I think you're going to see this play massively this year. So I'm and you've got what we call the B6, and I'm holding up a new color in the B5. So you know both of these are line through swim baits. I mean you can see sort of the, the hook probably on the bottom of this one mm-hmm. your line comes in the top and you know you just 
you tie that treble hook that's included on and, and you know everybody knows that a line through style bait has been a really key player in a lot of tournaments i mean and so we enlarged the bait a little bit a little bit heavier a little bit you know better profile to draw a bigger bite a lot of that times. is a heavy bait so that's going to actually get down there yeah the b5 you know it's it's a lot it's a lighter bait it rides a lot higher in the water so you know if you're fishing over shallow grass it's a good thing and or something like that and the b6 is going to be more of your fishing laydowns or fishing docks and you know really just a chunk and wine easier to cover water with bait and then when you want to get it down deep that's when you go with the suicide shack. sure yeah absolutely that's a great you know deep rock piles ledges stuff like that that's and especially around bigger bait fish like gizzard shad that's where that bait shines i've always found like if not just big bite exclusively if you want to know the baits that catch fish look at the catalog and the baits that have the most colors sure are the baits that sell the best which means they're the baits that yeah. are very productive is that a fair assessment across the board yeah absolutely i mean you know i would say the our trick stick you know our regular which this is a wacky stick but this is you know same profile mm -hmm. you know that that bait has probably the most colors for a bat our bass shape yep. it's got basically 50 colors in it so. and then probably the fighting frog right right it, it's got about 35 between 35 yeah. and 40. And then I was super pumped when they were like, hey, let's add some colors to the BFE because that meant there were some BFEs that were selling because otherwise you're, you're not adding Absolutely, colors. Yeah. No doubt. You want to add, and you know, it allows you guys to bring unique colors to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's stuff you might not see everywhere. Do you know how much weight is in the in the six? That ounce. one, so I weighed the, the entire bait when we got those and compared it to a popular harness style swim yeah. bait, if you will. That bait there is a, is slightly heavier. That one is a little over an ounce and a half. It's between, it's about an ounce and two. So what I'll say that you're not, it's, it's a little bit heavier than a Minecraft. Yes. Okay. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. That's right. All right. Interesting. Um, I mean, but that, that bait, it achieves the head wiggle that you want to see, you know, you know, in a swim bait in a mm -hmm. line through. And is that just like, there's like a little tube that comes out of the bottom of it. That's right. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, basically like the guy, so this bait started as inspiration from Russ Lane with the B5. And he was taking another one of our swim baits and basically poking a coffee straw through it. And, you know- I remember when he used to do that, he'd be like, hey, look at this. That's look right. at this uh, modification and then cutting it at a 45 degree yeah. angle and then running it out of the belly. So he would do that and then- And he was putting a bullet weight in the right. middle of it, wasn't yep. he? He would cut the belly just a little bit and tuck a bullet weight into the bait and then put his treble up behind there and, you know, just bury one point in like you would do a regular line yep. through. So that's where the B5 comes from is basically his exact spec of what he used to throw. And then obviously the demand made the B6 have to happen. Yeah. So. All right, we talked a little bit. This is probably the biggest project you have guys have going on and it's the new sensations that came yes. out uh, last year. What, six different shapes in the sensation lineup currently? Seven shapes. Seven right shapes. Yeah, okay. six new ones and one that was brought over, you know, from the regular plastic, which is scented. I know that some people think that, you know, when we came out with a sensation and talked all about this scent built in, but the regular plastic does have scent. It's different. It's called bite juice. And this sensation is a totally unique, you know, just different scent. So the, the deal with the sensation, um, 
is the scent it's hard to do like vibrant colors with that sure. with that set and i think across the board you'll see that too it's a completely different plastic compound but that seems to be i guess the arms war right now in the plastics are these these scented plastics that are infused throughout well you know they're the scented plastic is obviously you know i guess the mm -hmm. the need for that was exposed up north you know yeah. fishing for smallmouth that's where it became just super which eminent. is why you have the the somali and like you have some very smallmouth shapes right and you know those sort of finesse style smallmouth shapes that's where you see everything kind of stem from mm -hmm. and but i mean everybody also knows that a, a trick bait you know trick stick style just stick bait profile around largemouth, I mean, the scent, people have been using scent forever, you know, around these fish too down south. And I mean, it definitely makes a difference. I mean, when you're able to mimic something that you really feel like you're keying on and the sensation formula is kind of a blend of basically things that bass across the country eat. Yeah. You know, you were part of helping us develop the scent and got to kind of test the, the scent out as we were developing it. I mean, it took about two years to get it to where we, everybody was satisfied and felt like you could target Smallmouth up north, or you know, largemouth in Florida, or you know, anywhere yeah. in between. I I think so. I'll I'll do a little trick. Once again, I I say it. So I'll take a sensation, and I like to pull it a little bit, mm -hmm. and then I like to go like that with it. To kind of. And I feel like it, it. I feel like it kind of opens those those pores up a little bit, right. and it and it softens it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I just I like doing that too. I mean, look at how. Smell that. After I did that, it's, it's yeah, intense. It definitely it? brings it out. Yeah. I think it kind of opens those pores out. So I like to take it and just rub it a little. That's a little, a little rough it up a little bit. And I think <laughs> I think that makes a key. Uh, this is is this the Michael Neal one? Yeah, that's the skinny stick. So another pro design. This one is very interesting. I've not exactly figured out how, but Michael Neal uses this like doing everything constantly. He will yes. drop shot it. He'll Texas rig it. He'll weightless he'll Nico rig it yeah. he'll do all sorts of stuff with the uh with the skinny stick in it so the seven shapes are the smally smasher right somali skinny stick oh show drew cook's thing yeah the quarantine crawl so that that's an interest that's a hundred like these are actually that's a hundred percent of drew cook deal right correct so everybody knows him as the you know fighting frog guru yeah. kind of the king of that bait obviously is that the same so these are the feet off of the three inch. Oh, I so did not realize that is the exact same. It's the same feet. So you've got a four inch fighting frog and this is the, the feet off the three inch fighting frog. I did not realize that was the same thing. So that's a little hybrid mix between a net and a fighting frog. Right. And you know, Drew started off, he was just cutting the feet off a of fighting frog and gluing them to a, like a finesse grub or a trick stick body. And, you know, just to make a, I guess just a really do all like Texas rig, there's flipping bait or a jig trailer is kind of where he stemmed from. And obviously it's gone where, I mean, you can't figure out what you really, this bait couldn't be used with. Yeah, it's very versatile. I mean, he was putting it on a chatterbait in Florida. Yeah, that would work too. So, I mean, he, you know, he was taking it like he does a, the fighting frog and turning it up sideways. And he was taking that where those claws are, you know, vertical and it swims. It looks just like the tail of a, you know, a brim or something. Huh. Like and then, of speaking of the pro staff guys, this was Cliff Perch's project. That's so right. didn't Cliff have like a winter odyssey where he just like worked on plastics for like four <laughs> months in Arizona with his buddies? Basically. And I mean, you know, I guess it seems like I know you and Scott talked a lot about 
the prototype process and making that become, you know, taking it from an idea to the actual production bait. I mean, you know, Cliff was sending us cut up baits, you know, that he was taking and gluing this and that together, cutting the feet off that and the body off this and, you know, kind of Frankenstein and stuff that he wanted. So that is the actual tail off of your frog. Yes, the tour toad. The tour toad. That's right. So that those feet, the thing he really likes about it is the fact that they, they come together, but you can probably see that they're basically cut style, but they're molded together and they just have like perforated pieces that you can rip a little at a time or open all the way up and affect the action of the bait. So that's what he liked about it is you can leave them together and it's a lot more subtle or, you know, pull them open and it swims just very loudly. And then a chunk body that you can either just chunk it, just put it on, or you can thread it. Absolutely. So he wanted the body that was long enough to where you could do both. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, he, I guess out there where those legs he fishes in Arizona, that that's the profile he felt like was a little, I mean, there's really not a lot of chunk jig trailers that are that shape. No, it'd probably be a good swim jig trailer. Right. That's like what a real good swim jig trailer. Like we're, I know in. Drew Cook and Drew Benton both, they were giving good feedback on it. You know, at Okeechobee, they were both catching fish on it doing that. So, that, I, as a matter of fact, I think it was mentioned in the, the top 10 for Cook that he was throwing, putting that on a swim jig in a tilapia. Really. That's good stuff. All right. Uh, one of the other things Big Bite does really well is packaging, bulk packaging. Uh, what do we have as far as the pro packs and the mega packs now? So, a lot of your most popular shapes, you know, like the Fighting Frog, you can buy in a 25 count. What color is that in? That's BTL. What color? I figured you would notice. Oh, look, it's kind of like BTL right there. That's the old Bass Talk Live color in the in the uh, in the Fighting Frog. That's a new color for the Fighting Frog uh, that came out last year as well. So the Fighting or the BTL color, which is sorry, I'm going to derail you here for a minute because I'm very proud of the BTL color. Yes, is uh, June Bug on one side, Chartreuse streaks on the side, and then black. That's right. And this thing mimics. A bluegill, a, I mean, it mimics all sorts of little bait fish really well. It is, it, it's got to be a bestseller, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely is in that. Like, <laughs> you, can, you don't have to lie. No, it's not. It, it's one of the better selling colors, especially in the BFE. Yeah. We do it in the Fighting Frog and also the Yo Mama. So. But uh, that is an ode to the old bass zone. So actually, if you remember, if you look at my studio at home, Bass Zone started out as purple. Jeffries was purple. Right, I remember that. Which is weird, but he was. And then, obviously, uh, the old Bass Zone was black and chartreuse. Mm -hmm. uh, so we combined all of the old stuff for the BTL color. And then still, obviously, black and chartreuse is the, and the chartreuse is the BTL. So that's literally the BTL color right there. I didn't know that's how you guys came up with that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's how I came up with the BTL color. That's the ode. That's why it's called BTM. And then, you know, those baits, there's certain shapes that come in the 25 packs. And then there's also some that come in these mega packs, the 100 count bags. So you've got your 25 count pro pack and then your 100 count mega pack. So yeah. it just varies. Baits like your, your trick stick are going to be what you find in your 100 count and your fighting frog, BFE, you can find those in your 25 count bags. And then do you guys, okay, so Big Bite has two different colors of packaging um if i speak out of turn 
Three, three technically okay. now. Three technically now? But well, with the sensation. Okay, yeah. So you've got this and the sensation. Right. And then you've got the yellow and red, which is the... Pro Series bags. No, the yellow and red are. The the yellow and red, that's your Pro Series. Okay. And the black and silver are your... Your black and red, that's your tour series. Okay, bags. pro series and then tour series. Right. So the tour series, explain the difference between those. Like if you're going into, if you're ordering it on Omnia, if you're on the, the Big Bite website, if you walk into an academy, what are the differences in the bags? Obviously the tan, or what is that, gray? Sort of, yeah, gray color is the best way to put it. It's gray color is gray. the sensations, but yep. explain the difference between the red and yellow and then the black. So your red and yellow bags, that's our standard. We call Pro Series bags. Okay. But the baits that you're going to find in those are going to be, I guess, in some ways, shapes that have been staples for a long time, you know, just oh, I guess, or older shapes. Okay. And stuff that either was developed, like, you know, just by the staff here, like Scott and his father, whereas your Tour Series stuff has a lot more influence from you guys. So just about every shape you find in he that uses line. you guys very loosely. Well, you're pro. You, you've had a, had a lot of input in stuff so far, and I'm sure it's only going to increase. So yeah. So that's more like what we just talked about. That well, this is the sensations, but what we just well, like talked your, about with the your BFB is going to come in your black bag, and you know you and Bradley have yep. a lot to do with that bait and the way that it's designed. And okay. so. Your pro-inspired baits, like your Tour Swimworm, it was developed by Mike McClelland. Yep. You know, that's another shape that you're going to see there. Uh, the Smalley Smasher was originally a Tour Series bait, now a Sensation bait. Uh, that was developed through, I guess, one of the field staff guys had a lot to do with that bait, and then it was kind of finalized by testing on the Elite Field and the MLF circuit. So that's kind of, that bait kind of came from uh, a gym of the northern world and was you know, it was actually, originally it was just a garage hand pour, okay. you know, up north around Lake Erie and evolved into what it is now in the smallest measure. So. I like it. Um, do you think I can, can you send me some of these pro packs of BTL so I can give them away on the show throughout the year? Yeah, we can do that. I think that yeah. would be cool. I'd like to give away some BTL. Yeah, we can colored do Big five baits. We can do fighting frogs or BFEs. That looks good, doesn't it? Or the Yo Mama, the Yo Mama has a cult following. Yes. It's, Big time cult it's probably one of the, I guess, least talked about beaver style baits. Really. It is. So uh, I was fishing nickels with my buddy Brock two years ago. He's like, you want to jump into nickels? It's in March. We're like, right. yeah. He, his dad, Troy, I guess I'm giving it away, loves the Yo Baba, buys them by like the thousands. Like okay. just, I don't know how, he's got a like a vat of Yo Mamas. Wow. Anyway, he's flipping the Yo Mama, and Bo flips a 786 on it in the nickels. <laughs> Biggest fish he's ever weighed in. The guy after him in line had like a 789. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, show a couple more shapes. We'll wrap it up. We'll let you get home to get to dinner. I got a 45-minute drive back to... Uh, to the place that I'm staying at with Andrew and Joe LaBarbera for the Bassmaster Open. And while I'm at it, guys, Wednesday, 2 p.m., either one or two, I'll have to check on which it is. I will have uh, Hank Weldon on live uh, prior to the meeting. going to talk about some of the changes in the uh, Bass Nation 
uh, that came out and also talk about the Bassmaster Open EQs, how you guys can follow that uh, and what to expect on that this year. But wrap us up uh, with a couple of the other new things. I know you guys have been hard on the minnows, and then this is also a little well, that, crazy cool core shot for. Right. So we were just going to show a couple of color examples of things we can do. I know core shot seems to kind of faded away, but that's basically your clear outside and then what we would call huckleberry on the inside. So it's like a electric grape and then chartreuse inside, but you can see that outer shell. What? So what is the, the name of this color? That's that's just clear huckleberry core. That's a cool one. So that's one that, you know, core shot, that was like, you know, Scott talked about kind of the history of plastic and how things went, you know, your shapes have evolved from your just straight tail stuff to all these yeah. fancy tails. Well, colors have done something similar. You know, you don't see a lot of core shots anymore, but they're yeah. still a really cool, unique look to base them. What and that, that little four inch ringworm was like the worm of the eighties. Sure. And I guess still the worm of, you know, some, some techniques. I mean, you know, we do, aside from just bass, we also do stuff for, you know, your panfish like coffee and also walleyes. Yeah. Um, you guys have some unique, grab one, grab that, uh, grab that new jig head mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. The pendulum jig head. So big bite also, I don't think people realize have a lot of cool different jig heads that you can order and they're very reasonably priced if you're buying it in the back. So this was, uh, that's on a swim bait too, but here's yep. something that I that a lot of people don't talk about on the uh, pendulum jig head. Here, show them on that with the bait. So you can see. So if you're Demiki rigging, I'm holding the uh, the line tie, and then you can rotate the bait all the way around because of the swivel. There is a bulb of a, a, a swivel built into the eye of the bait. So when you're Demiki rigging and you're holding it, that bait can rotate around, and you eliminates line twist. That's right. Which is something that's really unique. Well, and it definitely makes a difference. I mean, if you Demiki rig or anything like that long enough, I mean, it'll just trash uh, yeah. your leader or your spinning rod line. I mean, just the. Uh, I'm gonna grab this one because I'm using this. Uh, I'm using sure. this this week. What is this one? I got this. Is that this is a fairly newer one? So that that's a mag head. This is one of my, this is a this is the only shaky head hook that i will use with the spring we'll just say that out there because we had casey ashley on who's like don't use a spring right but this one on a beefier plastic on a hook i'm actually this will be in the boat on tied on and used this week so that that head there actually we call it the mag head or the magnum worm head and it was really came about on this lake Oh, that's good to know. I mean, you yeah, know, fishing a, a big shaky head yep. is one something that really is popular around here. And I mean, I know lots of other places too, but that head evolved from us throwing our eight inch finesse worm, you know, and needing a, a big head to handle big fish in deeper water. So that's kind of where everything, you know, that head evolved from. And obviously you've got to have a stout hook to handle those big fish. All right, dude, anything else? I think that's about it, man. I greatly, uh, I greatly appreciate you stopping by, or me stopping by, letting me stop by and do a show from the uh, from the Big Bite headquarters. Like I said, in Eufaula, Alabama, for the start of the 2023 Bassmaster Open EQs. Uh, saw Ish's truck in the parking lot. Brian New went flying by me. I saw Steve Kennedy out there today. I, I think Hackney's fishing this thing. I saw Gary Klaus yesterday. Yeah. Paul Nick. Pollinix fishing it too? Scott said he saw Pollinix. Golly. 
Drew Cook's fishing in. Apparently, it's just the elite qualifiers <laughs> and the Bassmaster elite. So it'll be very interesting to see how it goes down. No show tomorrow. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another live show, like I said, uh, with Hank Weldon. Uh, if you guys have any questions about Big Bite, you can check it out. BigBiteBaits.com. Uh, you can also shoot me a DM. I, I answer questions about any of the baits and stuff that I'm doing. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Scott Montgomery, like I said, he had a place to be and wasn't thrilled with doing live stuff. He's like, eh, I'm like, come on, you got a year like the man. You got to come on. So big congratulations to him. And uh, Wednesday live and then the first day of the tournament on Thursday. So this has been... Another episode of BTL Live On Location. If you guys like the live on location stuff, we're going to be doing more and more of this as the year progresses. Uh, thumbs up. Like it. Let me know. Greatly appreciate it, guys. Have a good evening. See you.